And welcome, friends, to Generations. My name is Kevin Swanson, and uh, this is one of the most critical dispensations in all of human history, in all of church history, certainly over the last 2,000 years. I'm not sure we've ever seen such a worldwide force of persecution on the part of the dragon against uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. Certainly at the beginning, you saw that throughout the Roman Empire, but now we've seen something of a worldwide persecuting force against a Christian's everywhere around the world. So it's a unique opportunity for us uh, as Christians to reach out for the least of these, the brothers of Jesus, to, to help wherever we possibly can. And uh, so I've told this to my children. We've, we've sat around the table and I've, I've told my older children, I've said, well, for the next generation, let's be sure that uh, we are paying attention to the persecuted church around the world, that uh, we as the Christian church, we as Christian families are dedicating a certain amount of our time and resources to caring for uh, the least of these Christ brothers uh, around the world. So that's, uh, that's my concern, and I want to be sure that uh, we're passing that on to our church members, our family members. Uh, let's, let's, let's give everybody the heads up on this one, my friends. Uh, in fact, as the Thanksgiving offerings come, over the next week or so, uh, I want to encourage your church and, and my church to set aside, I'm going to say anywhere between 25 and 50% of this year's Thanksgiving offering towards helping the persecuted church. And uh, there, there probably is no more important time in, in history to be caring for the church in Nigeria as, uh, as right now. The Nigerian church is pretty much the most persecuted church in the world today, because uh, well, the thousands upon thousands that have been killed and their homes destroyed, and their fields and uh, farms utterly devastated by the Fulani herdsmen and others, uh, we we can say, hey, there are other churches as well. I'd say the Pakistani Church, the Church in India. Our church uh, raised a fair amount of money for the. Uh, church in India that had been utterly devastated by the Hindu mobs uh, this year, uh, I believe it was uh, something like thirty to 40,000 families had been displaced in that particular persecution up there on the eastern side of India, up against the border of Myanmar. Uh, so you've got serious persecutions going on in India and Pakistan, in uh, Nigeria. These, I believe, to be the most severe persecutions in the, in the world. Now, North Korea, China, other places, still very, very bad. So, as, as God calls us, as, as we have opportunity, as we hear of the needs of the wider body of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we need to crack open our bottles of perfume and put uh, $40,000 of our life savings into uh, caring for the body of Jesus wherever it happens to be, and, uh, and I think Nigeria is certainly at the top of the list uh, for this. So uh, today we're going to come back to the persecutions going on in Nigeria. And Judge Saul has been on the ground in Nigeria. He's been uh, with us, I think it would have been about a year ago. But uh, Judge is with EquippingThePersecuted.org. And I believe they're doing very important on-the-ground ministry in uh, looking out for the persecuted in Nigeria. And that's why Judd is back with us on the broadcast. Judd, welcome. It's good to have you here with us today. 
Hey, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Judd, just a little background. You've been out to Nigeria a number of times. How long have you been working with the persecuted uh, in Nigeria? Well, I started equipping the persecuted a little over three years ago, and uh, the, I've been going to Nigeria for over a decade, but okay. as far as focusing on persecuted Christians was a little over three years ago. Okay. Now, am I exaggerating the case that this is the absolute most desperate situation for Christians on planet Earth today? With maybe, yes, the, except, maybe the exception of North Korea, but it's hard to know what's going on there. Well, 90% of all Christian persecution deaths occurred in Nigeria last year in 2022, okay. and they okay. are on track to meet that same statistic this year. Okay, so 90% worldwide, and you're looking at you know probably close to 100 countries that are experiencing some significant degree of persecution, but Nigeria That's is correct. at the 90%, yeah, so we, we really need to be concerned with uh, what is happening there. Give us a little bit of a sense of a background for how this has all come about. Now, I've been working on taking the World for Jesus, another edition of our ninth grade curriculum for world history and, and world missions, and uh, I spent a fair amount of time with Roland Bingham and Sudan Interior Missions. Of course, they were out there, I'm going to say right about 1897, uh, attempting to get up the Niger River and uh, bring the Protestant uh, evangelistic gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the Nigerians, and really made significant progress. I mean, big time. You know, I think the Catholics have 10% of the population, uh, but the Protestants are upwards of, what, 30% of the population or so. So there really has been something of an influence of the Christian gospel in Nigeria. In fact, I think, and I'm, I, I'm, I may be wrong on this, but I believe that the second highest number of Protestant Christians per country in the world right now is Nigeria, number one being the United is, States. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Nigeria is the most populous country in Africa with about 220 million. Okay. And Nigeria was a majority Christian nation uh, due to uh, uh, the Catholics coming in in the uh, early 1800s and then the uh, uh, Protestants coming in, like you said, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and you saw a massive boom of Christianity throughout the country. Uh, but right now the current dynamic has has shifted quite a bit because what has happened is is Muslims have migrated from the north into Nigeria Hmm. slowly but surely taking territory and populating and pushing Christians further south. And now we're at about a 50-50 threshold, 50% mm -hmm. Christian and about 50% Muslim right now. And, and the government is somewhat controlled by Muslims, I guess, at this point. Um, I wouldn't say somewhat. I would say the majority of the government is controlled by Muslims, and okay. they have taken full control just within the last decade. Okay, so all that's shifted, and th that, of course, is uh, means that there's going to be increased persecution uh, for Christians in the country of Nigeria, and, th and that's what we're seeing. Now, this is not necessarily government-sponsored. Now, I know there's a bit of debate and controversy on this issue, but the bottom line is that m the persecutions are coming from these, uh, these bands of terrorists that are moving in from various sides of of the kind of borders of the country is that correct yes it's it's the fulani tribe uh they're they're nomadic herders uh roaming niger and other uh north african countries and they've all been working their way south and um and it's not it's not just uh the terrorists that are doing this is what happens is 
when the terrorists come in and say, hey, we're going to attack a village, the local Muslims partake in those attacks and they kill their Christian neighbors. And, and you believe this is motivated by sort of a jihadic, uh, committed Muslim ideology? Well, yeah, this isn't, this isn't uh, my word. This is what they say. They actually tell you what they're going to do, and they do it. Uh-huh. And this is the Allah Akbar cry. Uh, they're, they're doing this as a religious-motivated form of, uh, I guess, jihad and slaughter of innocent people, men, women, and children. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the first people they go after when they go into a village is they kill the pastor and burn the church first. Okay. That's, that's, that's uh, one of the first things they do. They got to take out the Christian church in the community and then they go and they slaughter the rest of the community and raise everything to the ground. Mm -hmm. And sometimes beforehand, before attacks, they will try to target the pastor before, before the major attack actually happens. Mm. And this is, this is a growing tragedy in Nigeria. If you're a pastor in the middle belt, you have a target on your back. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now let's just, you know, address this in a spiritual sense. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Bottom line, this is spiritual, right? This is spiritual warfare that eventually manifests itself in physical ways. This is the devil himself attacking the church of Jesus in Nigeria. That's correct. Mm-hmm. It's correct. It's, it, it, is pure, it is pure unadulterated evil. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, you have a large swath of humans that are going along with that evil and, mm-hmm. and killing Christians. Yeah. What, what has just happened since I started this mission, uh, three years ago, uh, the level of persecution has increased. It hasn't decreased. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's getting worse and it's getting more frequent even this year. And even this year, uh, okay. we're, like I said, 2023 is going to be, uh, almost the same to close, uh, statistics as, as it was last year in 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So that's the history of it. Now, this has come back in just the last 15 years or so, largely because of these migrations of committed Islamic uh, organizations and groups and tribal groups. And Christians are being squeezed out. Now, give me the stats at this point. You have, I think it's what, 300 to 500,000 people have been killed. Um, millions have been displaced. I guess over a period of, say, 10, 15 years, it's, it's been a all-out slaughter. Yeah, it's it's been an all-out slaughter, but it, you know it, it's just been like I say, death by a thousand little attacks mm-hmm. um, over over the course of the last fifteen years. And uh, what spurred this on is uh, the when the Arab Spring happened uh, under Obama, you saw radical Islam just go crazy all over the Middle East. You saw major countries get toppled, dictatorships uh, toppled, and now controlled by radical Muslims. Well, they're spreading that jihad. Uh, south uh, into Africa. And that's where the money, the funding, the ideology, the training is all coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, the United States government and uh, international governments really have not put a stop to this and haven't dedicated really any resources to fighting this terrorism going into Africa. You think they probably could. The state departments have a certain amount of influence over other state departments around the world. Um, reason for that is because the president of the United States, the president administration is definitively anti-Christian. Uh, very. And well, in fact, when Biden took office, he took Nigeria off the terror watch list, even providing less resources to fight terrorism. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, that emboldened the, uh, Islamists in Nigeria, the jihadis to do even more attacks. 
And then with what's happening in Niger, you know, they just had the coup. Now they have a Muslim military dictatorship running things. And they've come out openly and said, we're no longer going to fight terrorism in Niger. So more weapons and more funding is coming into Nigeria. All right. So let's get to the solution. And Judd, I know you've been on the ground and uh, we have raised some money for uh, providing some protection and uh, a place of refuge for thousands of Nigerian Christians who have escaped uh, some of this uh, persecution. Um, what c- d- Describe what's going on right now and what we can do to help. The, the problem is, is ongoing, and especially in Benway, which is uh, where your listeners helped raise a lot of support to get these people permanent structures and better housing and getting them out of these garbage bag tents. And we are still putting resources into this area continuing to help these 5,000 people get permanent structures where they can actually have real shelters over their heads. And uh, that has been going very strong. And thank God you guys have stepped up and helped us. It has been miraculous and it is changing lives and saving lives. Good. And, um, but the the situation in Benway is, is getting crazier. Uh, The government says that there's, 2.5 million internally displaced persons in Nigeria. But according to our estimates and what we're seeing on the ground, it's more like 5 million. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And, uh, Ben, Benway's Benway's getting overrun. So every dollar that comes into our organization is helping a persecuted Christian get into a better situation and saving many lives. Mm -hmm. So are these people eating? I mean, are they surviving? They are surviving. Uh, the the sanitary situations in a lot of these camps is just awful. Uh, the particular one that that we've been helping, that you guys have helped out with, has been a lot better. We've been running regular medical interventions into the community, um, getting them uh, uh, free of typhoid, um, getting them malaria treatments, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are trying to bring food in on a monthly basis to help them out and help subsidize uh, some of the food shortages that they are suffering. Okay. And and these are you believe Christians who believe in Jesus and uh yeah. that you 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 run into pastors who are faithful pastors teaching the word of God and attempting to disciple their people. Not only that, they're they are the ones who are sought to for leadership when these crises occur. So they're not just they're pastoring, they're shepherding, but they're also helping run the community and run the uh you know government in these camps. Okay, wow. So tremendous responsibility for these men. Okay, so what can we do at this point? Uh, what What's the best thing? Obviously triage, right? It seems to me that so much of persecution is a matter of triage. Uh, we have to go after well, the thing that uh, matters yeah, yeah, most. Tri- tri- well, like we, we respond to these attacks within 48 hours, and we're doing ongoing support for the IDP camps. But the other thing is is prevention. Uh, one of the things is educating pastors, um, you know, that it, that it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to defend your village. And uh, giving village security teams adequate supplies like radios, bulletproof vests, and the right training for, uh, you know, security, situational awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen this save lots of lives. We've actually been able to train villages to save a lot of lives before these attacks occur. How many, and, early, how many early warning systems or how much training have you done? I'm just kind of curious. I know this has been a big thrust of your ministry. Uh, we do trainings every month in the hard hit states, uh, especially in Plateau State and in Kaduna, and uh, we've been doing some work in Benway as well. And uh, we, we try to do trainings every month. 
okay. uh, with these guys and, and give them support. And sometimes it's, it's uh, giving them a truck so they can uh, move around. Uh, it's, it's very basic mm-hmm. uh, security needs because the government is kind of just sitting on the side mm-hmm. uh, watching this stuff happen. And so we found it best to minister and work with village security teams. So the priority is to, uh, to get some security going and, uh, and warn the village. I guess that's it, right? Because you got to protect yes. lives. Your goal is to protect lives. And, yes. And then since we, since we last spoke, um, I'd like to announce this to your audience. Uh, we created a website called truthnigeria.com where we are working with journalists in Nigeria and we're documenting stories that the media will not report, not even Nigeria media will report. And through this, uh, we've created an intelligence network and we've, we are so far, we're 10 for 10 on knowing when a terrorist attack is going to occur Wow! and where it's going to occur. Hmm. And we've been able to alert the villages and we've told the government, Hey, we know where the terrorists are coming. And 10 out of 10 times, the government never showed up, but people were able to galvanize and either thwart off an attack or evacuate people just because of you know our intelligence gathering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do they thwart the attack how would they do that they galvanize other villages and and put up a line of defense and mm-hmm. when the when the terrorists come in and they see there's a thousand guys outside the village they they go away they go somewhere else they go somewhere else mm-hmm. okay all right so now uh what can we do what what can our listeners do i'm, I'm encouraging folks to raise money to help if 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 we were to raise a million dollars where would it be best spent in uh helping the persecuted saints in nigeria it would be spent on building up um more security infrastructure for village security teams and a lot of it would also go to continue triaging and helping uh the, the most needy of the victims that need our help people that are literally dying and starving uh, that have no other way out. Mm-hmm. And that's where it would all go. And I can tell you for how, how long we've been around in just the short three years we've been in existence, we have been able to do a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. And we have touched several hundred thousands of lives. Wow. With aid with the gospel. We have literally saved their lives and also brought them hope. Mm-hmm. And along with that, we have seen many come to know Christ just because we showed up to care for our brothers and sisters. Wow. What do you think is the long term for this? Do you have any sense of that? Obviously we trust God. We just, you know, faithful today. Uh, any sense for the long term direction for the Nigerian the, Christians? The long term direction is we continue doing what we're doing, and then we also have to fight the front here uh politically. Uh, and, and worldwide and raising awareness about what's actually happening. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we saw a lot of stuff happen, you know, a lot of talk in the news about Israel and, you know, the, the 2,000 people that were killed in these horrendous attacks. But people need to realize that this has been going on for decades in Nigeria under the same horrific circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the world's been ignoring it. If we can get more people to understand and talk about what's going on in Nigeria and get the Christians here to wake up, that will change a lot of things for them as well. You've been there on the ground, Judd. What, yes. what, what do you get? What do you get in discussions with those that have been persecuted? They've lost their husbands, their fathers, siblings. What, what do you get? Are they, uh, are they standing true? Are they standing faithful to Jesus all the way? They, here's, 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 a, here's a thing that like hits home 
uh, with me uh, every time I go is that these people have lost everything. Um, the last, I just got back a few weeks ago. One of the things we did, we ran an intervention for 200 widows. These are 200 w- newly created widows uh, um, since May oh boy. because of attacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we held an event for them, um, and we, all, we gave them all a lot of support to help their needs, uh, various needs. But during, during, the, during the session um, and the service, um, widows came up and testified, and they said, we have been living with so much hate. We've been hating our attackers. We've been hating our attackers. And they got on their knees and they gave it to God. Mm, wow. They released their hate and they mm-hmm. said, God, please forgive me and forgive my attackers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, Lord forgive them Jesus. for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. These are women who've lost their houses, their husbands, children have been murdered. And they come back to God and say, this hatred is not, does not feel right. Mm-hmm. And you know that, and they come back and they come back to Christ for this. So, so that this is the resolve mm-hmm. that I see with the persecuted Christians in Nigeria. I don't see any of, I don't see them turning away from the faith. I see them coming closer to God because of it, even with the horrendous, nasty things that have been happening to them. That's a beautiful testimony. It speaks to the quality of their faith. And I hope that uh, bears a powerful, powerful testimony to the Christian church here in America. Be encouraged, my friends. This is how the kingdom comes. Uh, this is the growth of faith and love. This is the, the the thing that conquers the world. Faith and the love of Jesus in our hearts. This is the thing that constitutes the, the Christian faith and so manifested uh, so well by our Christian brothers and sisters in Nigeria. So let's let's uh, let's help the least of these our brothers. And I encourage you, friends, to uh, to to get your entire church this year to. Uh, put 25 to 50 percent of your Thanksgiving offerings this year into helping the persecuted church, and I, I, I just want to encourage you to send the donations into equippingthepersecuted.org. Again, we look at lots and lots of different uh, organizations that help the persecuted church around the world, and I uh, want to get behind Judge Hall's ministry uh, more than some of the others this time of year. And I'd encourage you to equippingthepersecuted.org. Uh, we're really focusing in on Nigeria this year. I think this is the year to uh, stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. So again, uh, equippingthepersecuted.org is the website and you can donate right there. Uh, do it as a family, do it as a church, but uh, but definitely let's uh, let's be helping the least of these, the brothers of, of Jesus. Uh, the website again, equippingthepersecuted.org. And my guest today, Judd Saul, the uh, director for this organization. Thanks, Judd. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me on. God bless you. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.